Um, and then when we got matched and we got, we got the email, um, we, that it was a boy, um, man. And I, I start to get emotional just thinking about it now. I really, I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of broke down cause it's like, God was faithful to me because I listened and I, 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 I followed his calling and he gave me the son that I had always wanted. And it didn't look like what I expected, which is, which is, we know, you know, as, as believers that a lot of times when we get what God has for us, it doesn't look like what we expected it to look like. You're listening to the fam podcast. So, uh, just tell me about your family. Uh, so my beautiful wife, Tracy and I, uh, got married in 1998. We were uh, high school sweethearts, sweethearts met in the, uh, youth group at our church, uh, here in Oak Grove. And, um, our families knew each other well from years of going to church together. Um, we got married pretty young. Um, she was 20, I was 22. And then we, uh, had our first child McKenna, um, a few years later, um, couple years later, two years later, and then uh, a couple more biological girls. Um, And at that particular point in time, when we actually were at the, at our second daughter, Ainsley, it was just the two girls. um, We actually uh, saw a presentation from a lady who was a missionary in Kenya. um, And she was doing, she was there, she was a nurse and she was there doing medical missions and was in a town called Kisumu, which is on the shores of Lake Victoria. And she actually um, started a home for street boys. There's a lot of boys there. The boys don't have the value that the girls have because they don't come with the dowry and all those kinds of things for the marriages and all the arranged, you know, those types of things in that culture. And so she started this home for street boys uh, to get them off the street and it grew and grew and grew. Um, But after we saw her first presentation there uh, at our church, we started talking about adoption at that point in time. Um, this would have been like 2004 ish and 2005. And so, um, we talked about it a little bit and we both kind of felt like maybe it might be something for us. And then we got a surprise number three on the way. Um, and so our adoption conversation kind of went on pause, um, at that point in time, um, with three kids under the age of five, and so it was like, okay, let's, let's put the brakes on this a little bit. Um, so we did. And, you know, it's funny because I look back at that. And one of the things that I was hesitant about is I, um, you know, in my youthful ignorance at that point in time as a, you know, mid twenties guy, um, was, I don't know if I could love somebody else's kid, air quotes, somebody else's kid, as much as I love my own kids, um, you know, already being a dad and, and all of that. Um, and I look back on that now and it just makes me laugh, you know, because, uh, it's just, there's just no truth to that, uh, in any way, shape or form, but I didn't know any better at the time, um, you know, as a young guy. And so, um, we put that adoption conversation on hold, uh, and then the Haiti earthquake, um, was kind of the catalyst that restarted the conversation. Um, we were, um, actually, at that point in time, Tracy's heart was just broken um, for all the orphans that were created uh, in that earthquake. Um, you know, lots of people died and lots of kids with no parents. And so she was really hurting about that and was really feeling called to adoption again at that point in time. Like, we got to do something to help these kids, you know. 
And I just was not feeling it. I was, we had our three girls. I was comfortable, um, with that. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you, you start to life starts to get a little bit easier. starts to get a little more comfortable. You know, there's no more diapers, there's no more bottles, there's no more of that kind of stuff. And so you get to a place where you're starting to feel like, okay, I'm settling into my groove here. You know, this is what life looks like at this point in time. And, um, you know, at that point in time I was pursuing, um, you know, what I felt very strongly toward a, uh, toward a career in law enforcement. Um, and so really was kind of focused on that. Um, and, and not really thinking much about adding to the family. Um, but I had this nagging thing in the back of my head because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I'm a baseball junkie. You know, I played basketball and baseball growing up, all that kind of stuff, love football. And I always really wanted a son to be able to share that with that. My dad and I have a, a special bond over, you know, our favorite teams together. And, um, that's something that we love doing together. We've made some trips to, to go to games and different stuff like that. So I, uh, I was, I was feeling an emptiness around that, I think. And so that was kind of one of the only things that really made me think like, Oh, maybe we should adopt, you know, maybe we should, we should, and then we could be sure to get a boy, you know, and, and do that. And it wasn't that I didn't love my girls, uh, certainly, but I, but I always kind of felt like I wanted a son, but I had really come to a place where I had kind of settled into the idea that, no, you know what, this is okay. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a dad of three girls and they're, they're beautiful, amazing kids. And I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a great wife and, you know, things are starting to, starting to fall into place at work. And I was kind of doing this law enforcement pursuing that. And so the earthquake happens, Tracy's heart is broken. And, um, so I was going to kind of let her feel her way through that and let the wave crash out on the beach a little bit, you know, and then life would get back to normal. Right. Well, it wasn't happening that way. It was, she was continuing to, you know, I, I, I came home. I don't remember if I had been at work or what, but I came home and I, I came into the bedroom one day and she was on her knees next to the bed praying and she was just sobbing. And I was like, Oh man, like this isn't, this isn't going away. You know, we're going to, we're gonna have to deal with this. <laughs> this is going to be a situation. So I, um, I told her, okay, I'll pray about it, you know? And I, I really hadn't been open to even doing that at that point in time, because I really felt like this is not what I want for my life. And so I started praying about it. And two weeks later, we submitted our application to adopt internationally, um, from Ethiopia. Real quick. I want to talk about two things you said that I want to just slightly go back on. Um, the first thing you said was that um, you're 20 something year olds. Like I couldn't love someone that's outside of this family or someone new. Um, I, f I feel like that's a, maybe not a common thread, but that's something that people seriously don't take that next step for. What was that for you? That was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this anyways. Yeah. Um, great question. So I think that really it was, God just changed my heart. And I mean, there was no, uh, you know, there was no like epiphany of, oh yeah, I can love somebody else's kid as much as I love my own. And I'm again, in the air quotes, somebody else's kid. Right. Um, that, that all just kind of faded away and there was no, there was no lightning bolt. There was no aha moment there. It was just, you know, I said, okay, God, you know, what do you want for our family? What, what does this look like to you? You know, because, you know, whatever you've got planned, um, it seems like it, maybe it's not matching up with what my comfort zone is. And so he made it pretty clear, um, 
you know, over a period of about two weeks that it, this is what we were being called to do. Um, and so, you know, again, no, no, no flash of lightning, no audible voice, you know, no burning bush, nothing like that. Yeah. It was just like, I just had this, this, just this overwhelming peace and this sense that, no, this is, this is what we're supposed to do. So all those feelings of, you know, I don't know if I can do this. It just kind of faded away and there was no conscious thought process about, am I over this or am I not over this? It was just like, no, this is, this is what we're doing. This is what the Lord's calling us to. And, and so we're going to, we're going to pull the trigger and do it. We typically don't have, like you said, the burning bush or the lightning bolt. It's more of, um, I'm just going to take a step forward. And if it's, if, if I'm going to have to rely on God to close the door or not. Um, but it's something where you have all these little things, maybe it was your wife, wife praying or something like that, but all these little things end up pointing to this direction that you can no longer just ignore anymore. You're like, okay, I really can't ignore it. Cause now it's to the point where if I ignore it, I know that God is saying something to me and to ignore it would be, well, almost disobedient, but also, I mean, what if there's something more there? What if there's something that, that, that could change my life if I take that next step? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's great. That's a great question. Um, yeah, it was, it was that, you know, it was that moment of clarity that no, this is really what the Lord's calling us to. And, and, you know, we're, we got to do this. And, and to your point, you know, it's like, you know, my, am I now, now that I, now that I have this overwhelming, you know, peace, you know, that's replaced the overwhelming reluctance. Um, you know, how do I ignore that? How would I pretend like that's not there? Right. So we put in our application and we went through the process. Um, very early on in that process, I was super nervous about the cost. Um, you know, Ethiopia was a two trip country at the time. Um, so all of the things that go along with, you know, making two trips to Africa, um, you know, plus all the adoption expenses and everything. I mean, the total bill ends up being, you know, at that point in time for Ethiopia ends up being like 25 grand, um, as a young, you know, dad of three kids whose mom stays home, uh, with them, I didn't have 25 grand burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> at mm. that point in time. So very early on, I said, Hey God, if this is your will, then this is your bill and we'll do the work. Right. But you're going to have to put the pieces in place. And a neat side story on that is, is we, we fundraised, we put in a ton of our own money. Um, we did all these different things when we got back with our son and I wrote the last check to pay the visa bill from that trip for our hotel and all that kind of stuff. There was $25 left in our adoption account. So a $25,000 process, we were within 25 bucks of the, of the total amount of money in our adoption account. I feel like there's a time when you settle in your house and you look over and like there's a person. What was that? Were there times um, within the first few weeks or so that you would kind of, kind of looked over and was like, we really did it? Yeah. Um, so I think those moments started for me um, before we actually brought him home. Um, so we made our first trip. We got on the plane one year exactly from the day that we put our application in, March 9th. 10 to March 9th, 11. Um, and so we got on the plane, we went to Ethiopia. So we flew 20 hours, an overnight stay in Dubai, uh, an overnight stay in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, a six hour drive in a van down to where he was to spend two hours with him, uh, and then leave him at the care center where he was and turn around and go home. Um, we had a, a stop in Ethiopian court to, 
to, um, you know, become his legal parents in Ethiopia. Um, and then we had to wait three months to go back and bring him home. But I can tell you that the moment that I laid eyes on him, I knew he was my son. Um, and, and it's a funny story too. And it's kind of a tangent, but just real quick is that I said, okay, we'll do this, but only we're going to say that we want a boy. We're, we're only going to adopt a boy. And Tracy kind of looked at me and she said, very, very wise. She said, okay. She said, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that God has a child picked out for us already? And I said, well, yeah, hundred percent. She said, well, then why does it matter what we put on the application? And I was like, wow, man, I can't argue with that. That's a pretty good point. And when your <laughs> wife, when your wife gets you like that, it's like, oh dang, man, she got that one good. Right. But, uh, but I was like, no, you're right. So we put that we were open to either gender. Um, and then when we got matched and we got, we got the email, um, we, that it was a boy, um, man. And I, I start to get emotional just thinking about it now. I really, I mean, I, I kinda, I kinda broke down cause it's like, God was faithful to me because I listened and I, 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 I followed his calling and he gave me the son that I had always wanted. And it didn't look like what I expected, which is, which is, we know, you know, as, as believers that a lot of times when we get what God has for us, it doesn't look like what we expected it to look like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there was those moments and, and then you get home and it's like, dang, this is my son, you know? And like, and, and then, and immediately I'm fast forward into, you know, basketball practice and baseball practice and, oh man, he's going to be scoring touchdowns on Friday night lights, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah, it's just, you know, you, you see that kid, you get that kid home and, and there he is in his high chair and I'm sitting at the dinner table and, and all of a sudden I'm just like, catch myself. Like I'm just staring at him and I'm like, man, this is my kid, you know? And, uh, it wasn't, it didn't take me 30 seconds, uh, the first time I saw him to realize what an idiot I was <laughs> as a younger man thinking I couldn't quote unquote, love somebody else's kid as much as I love my own kid because he is my son and he always was. Um, so yeah. that was really cool. I think it's amazing that God, I feel like the moment you take that step forward, he starts already kind of changing your heart. Um, you know, from that 22nd or 22 year old of, and I don't think I could do this. And even though that may be lingering to, as the time goes on and as you move through this process, you, you begin to deal with the things of yourself. And by the time you made it to Ethiopia and you saw that child, your heart was ready. And it's such an awesome picture, you know, as, as believers, you know, we, we, you know, I grew up in the church and, you know, you always hear about, you know, how we're, you know, adopted into God's family, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I've heard a hundred guys say this, um, you know, that, that talking about adoption, but in my opinion, uh, it is the single most tangible, um, representation of how God loves us. Um, when we were, uh, you know, still while we were still his enemies, Christ died for us. Right. And, and, you know, my son, Ty was never my enemy, but he was not my flesh and blood. Um, and there was no relationship there, but I adopted him into my family and now he is my son. And that's the, the most, in my opinion, and certainly in my experience, the most tangible representation of God adopting us into his family. Um, and it just made the gospel, uh, come to life for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and you think about it too. In a matter of thirty seconds, from you looking at your son, everything was his. Like automatically, you had decided in your heart that that's my son. Everything I have, I'm giving. Everything that I have, 
you know, financially, emotionally, physically is his in, in a matter of second. And that you're right. It is a, a word for word, you know, hand for hand representation of what Christ did for us. I mean, he, he's just waiting. You, you come to me and the moment you say, I surrender my life to you. Um, I invite you into my heart. That's it. It's a done deal. How did, how did you guys go? Hey, you know, we should do something else. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we settled in with our son, as you said, um, and and you know we, it was a rough adjustment period. We kind of we kind of exposed him to too much too soon, and he wasn't ready for that. Um, and so uh, you know he had some had some issues with sleep and and some different things like that. And so how we, old was he when you brought him? He home? was eight months old when he came home. We met him the first time. He was five months old, and three months later we brought him home. Uh, June fourth, twenty eleven was his homecoming day, um, and uh, and so we brought him home. Uh, that day. And so, um, you know, we got him, we had, we had a little bit of a rough start with him, poor little guy. It was, it was our fault. Um, you know, we thought he was doing fine and, and everything was good. Um, but we learned quickly learned that we weren't, uh, doing what we should have been doing, even though people warned us, we thought we knew better. We thought we had it figured out. So anyway, all that to say, um, you know, we settle into life, we get him through that. Um, you know, he starts coming along and I mean, he's, you know, this is a kid who's eight months old, comes home, has never heard English before, you know? So now he's, you know, obviously not speaking Amharic, uh, which is the language in Ethiopia, but he's all he's been listening to. So now, you know, he's got, everything's new for him. It's new smells, new sights, new sounds, you know, new weather, new, you know, new people. Um, and so we get him through all of that. We settle in, he's growing and thriving. Um, just amazing. I mean, so, so, so awesome to watch. Um, and he's just turning into this cool little dude, you know, that's just, you know, he's my little sidekick, you know, and I'm teaching him, you know, to say funny stuff and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And we're going along and in 20 late, late 2013, um, pastor at our church and his wife are, uh, are doing, uh, some work with, uh, girls who've been rescued out of human trafficking. And they came to us and said, Hey, one of our former girls is, is pregnant. She's in a bad spot. Um, she needs some help for a few weeks. Uh, when the baby's born, we're trying to get her into a program so that her and the baby can go to this program and she can, you know, finish her GED and get some skills and all this kind of stuff. We've got her on the list. They're moving us up because of our relationship. Can we, could, is there any way you could take the baby? for a few weeks. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like you must be kidding. Right. You know, we have four kids already. We live in a three bedroom house. Like what, you know, what are you talking about? You know? Um, but they were like, no, we think you guys would be perfect. And it's just for a few weeks. So Tracy brings baby home from the hospital three days old. Lily is, is our daughter's name. And I, and she wasn't my daughter at the time. And I didn't really want to have much to do with her when she first came home. Cause I didn't want to get attached. And, um, that didn't work out very well for me because <laughs> I did get attached. And I told Lily, I was holding her. Tracy was negotiating the pickup spot, the, the, the transfer spot for the baby with mom. And I told her, I whispered in her ear, I said, I'm going to fight for you. Mm. Um, I'm going to fight for you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand by and let you go back to this life that is not going to be good for you. And things just kept happening. And we had some really scary, difficult times through all of that. Um, 
and a number of different things, but the but the most scary and difficult ones were the court dates where it was like, oh, they might offer reunification services and we might have to give the baby back and, and all these different things. And uh, our girls um, were, you know, just kids at the time, elementary school, you know, and, you know, they prayed so hard and, and you know, God moved, man. And again, it was another situation where looking back at it, you can see where God really moved through the whole process and the times when we thought we were at our lowest, um, you know, he was right there. He was right there. So awesome. parental rights were terminated. We adopted Lily several months later. Um, and she's been with us ever since she's seven now and a first grader. And she's a, she's a spicy little one. Uh, she keeps us on our toes, but what a blessing, man. What a, yeah. what a blessing she is. When your kids grow up, um, what do you want them to say about the father that you are? Mm. You know, um, I hope that my kids will be able to tell anybody who asks them um, how much I love them, um, you know, and how much I am just so very proud of the people that they are. Um you know, it's awesome when our kids do well in school or they excel in sports and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, when I would go to a parent teacher conference for one of my kids and, you know, they would put the report card in front of us and, you know, let's just say, oh, it's all straight A's, you know, that's not really what I'm worried about. I, I want to hear, you know, the, the things like, oh, they're so kind and they're so helpful to the other kids in the class. And, you know, they're, they're so well-mannered and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm just so proud of the people that they're becoming. Um, our oldest is 20 now. Um, and she's just amazing. She's looking at, at, you know, doing some mission work and, and, you know, maybe making, making a career out of that, you know? And, and, um, so man, I'm just, you know, I hope that, I hope that at the end of the day, when my kids think about me someday, when I'm gone, they will remember that even through my faults and my own personal challenges that I've struggled through, um, you know, with some different things in my life, uh, is that they will, look back and say, boy, dad sure loved me. And he sure did his best. Um, you know, even though he had some of his own challenges, um, you know, he sure did his best to, to love me and to be there. You know, I've coached all their teams and I'm at every school event and, and, you know, help we help them with their homework or all the different things. And I just, I'm just prayerful that they will think about me in that way. And I think the most important thing to me is that they'll see my example of Christ's love to others. Um, because at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about, right? Is for us as believers is, you know, that our, our most fervent prayer, um, for our kids beyond their health and their success and everything is that they would, that they would have faith, you know, that they would believe. And, um, so to me, I, I really hope that that's what my kids will look back on and say, you know what, dad was, dad was faithful to God. Um, he was faithful to our family. He honored our mother, um, and loved her. You want to wrap up with any, um, quote or meditation that's dear to you? You know, I, uh, I told you before, I'm kind of a sports junkie kind of and baseball is my, is my main thing. Um, and there's a, there's a phrase, um, from one of my favorite baseball apparel companies, uh, that says, and I have a, I have this framed in my office. It says live life like a three, one count. Um, and for those of you who aren't baseball fans, um, you know, when, when a pit, when a batter's at the plate with a three, one count against him, he can just let it rip. And, uh, so I, I'm not a, 
I'm not a big risk taker by nature in my life. Um, so some of these things that we've done with these adoptions have been way outside my comfort zone. Um, and only God could have moved me to, to place where I felt like I could do it, um, with him, you know, by my side. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's definitely one of my favorite quotes is man, live life like a three, one count, man, be ready. And when your moment comes, grab it, man, and, and hit it out of the park, you know? 